0: Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to AOVacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Prince, here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. Today's guest is 26-year-old photographer, Andrew Willie based in San Francisco, California. Having grown up in the suburbs of Chicago, he moved to Orange County, California to attend Chapman University and then to Walnut Creek two and a half years ago. Andrew's been shooting for three years, and while he loves everything about photography, his favorite aspect is that it gets him out to explore places he would have not seen otherwise. Andrew, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely, man. I know we were just chatting up a little bit, but it's good to see you. It's been about, I don't know, nine, ten months since... That was the first time I met you, right? When we were in San Francisco?
1: Yep, yeah, at the AOV meet. Yeah, that was fun. I know, that was an awesome meet. You guys killed it out there.
0: That was a good time. We, it's it's always fun. It's funny because it's always like really thrown together last minute because we just want to yep. get out to the Bay Area. But it always works out. It always ends up being really just an awesome good authentic just time it's always just cool to to meet people so why don't you get us started with a little bit more background on yourself Andrew
1: yeah um so let's see you covered it pretty well um like you said yeah born and raised in the northern suburbs of Chicago loved it out there I just you know at some point I couldn't take the cold so when I had the opportunity to move out to California for school I kind of hopped on that and uh You know since I've been in California like six seven years now it's it's tough to think to be anywhere else but yeah I moved up to the bay about two and a half years ago Um, didn't really know anybody at all and I work from home too so after school you know after college it can be tough to meet people as yeah everybody knows you know right everyone just wants to meet like-minded people Um, and that was kind of the same time I was getting into photography so it just, you know, I don't know. It, it was just really easy to kind of immerse myself in the the culture up here. Uh, met so many great people, and um, you know that kind of took me to where I am today. Where you know it was it was a, a fun hobby for me then, and I'd still consider it a hobby. But it's definitely more. It's taken, you know, it's 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 a lot more now. You know, it's my biggest passion in life now, and so I love it. <laughs>
0: Oh, we have so much to talk about. That makes me so happy. Yeah. It makes me very happy to hear that. There's dude, it's crazy. There's a lot of people, you know, your age, my age that they don't have that. They work. They don't have like a thing that's outside of work. That's like just their passion, their hobby, the thing that they just love to do. And so it's really beautiful when you're able to find that. With that said, let's go back to the beginning and I'd love to hear about how you got into photography.
1: yeah, yeah, of course. so i've I've always been interested in photography. You know, I've always had fun taking photos on my phone and editing on like Snapseed and things like that, you know, clarity up to one hundred, those type of basic edits from the start. Um, but it was actually my girlfriend, like three years ago, she was shooting for Red Bull. At the time, and I just thought it was so cool the stories that she was able to tell, and and all this cool stuff that she was doing. Um, So she actually showed me this new camera that she wanted, and then I ended up buying it (laughs) before her. (laughs) And I guess that was kind of what first got me into it. You know, I bought this first. uh, It was an Olympus Pen PL7, and I bought the 50 1.8 lens, and you know, I was just. 1.8, One point eight uh depth everywhere, like I loved it, <laughs> um, and that's kind of where I started. That was down in Southern California, and then I moved up here about six months after I first got that camera
0: hold on- uh, before, before you moved, do you remember do you remember what your first i guess
1: what was the catalyst like
0: what was that that first photograph that was the spark to when you were just like ah. Like it, it, that transfer from this is fun to like, this is my thing.
1: Hmm.
0: Was that pre SF or
1: I'm trying to think it might've been in, in San Francisco when that happened, but I know my first photo that I took with that camera was just of a, a peanut butter jar with like the <laughs> kitchen all, all <laughs> broken out in the background.
0: <laughs> Bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've, I feel like that's what everyone does when they get a new camera. The first thing is is what's the what's the first thing I can see? I'm taking a photo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like seeing I think when you're first starting out and you first get a camera, like having that depth is just like opens your eyes up to a whole new world of photography just because like from a typical phone you can't really do that. Um, I'm trying to think, though. I know that one of my favorite shots that, like, stands with me is San Francisco, Treasure Island. This was, like, one of the first times I went out shooting. And it was the shot of the bridge, kind of down by the bridge with the city in the background. Um, and I just, I saw, I think it was, I saw Getty his story, Getty Photography. Um yeah, Bruce. Good old yeah, Bruce. Here yeah. we are. Yep. So I think I saw his story one time and I was like, damn, like I really want to go find that spot. So I think the next day even I went there, hiked around, found that spot, and there was actually a group of photographers already there. And so I just got to talking with them and one of them was David Alcaraz. And he's you know one of my best friends now, but He was kind of the same thing. He just moved to the area, was just getting into photography. It was just crazy, you know, that two random people can just go meet at a at a spot to shoot photos and become good friends. But that was also one of my favorite favorite all time images too from that night.
0: Dude, that's that's so cool to hear. So, are you talking about like the Marin Headlands right there, where like the
1: gate is? And oh no, no, this is uh, this is Treasure Island. Um, Okay. Yeah, like right in in between Oakland and San Francisco, off to the left side of the the Bay Bridge. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's I'm curious to how many people's like <clears throat> love for photography, like that spark started with the Golden Gate Bridge because when I lived in San Francisco, <clears throat> so I'm a video guy by heart, mm-hmm. and I started out in video. Actually, Start started out in video, shooting skate videos as a kid. I was got into photography during high school, doing yearbook and whatnot. But I never really saw myself as a photographer mm-hmm. until I was just shooting video my whole life. Up until it was kind of like skating. It's like, I'm a skater. I don't ride scooters. I don't do this. I kind of felt like that was video. I'm like, I don't take photographs. Like I'm a video guy. Yeah. But then I moved to San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge was just so stunning. I'm like, dude, I want to go take. It was long exposures. I would go out every single night by myself for like from like nine until like 1 a.m. and just chill (laughs) and just like
1: that's awesome
0: and just shoot the golden gate and that was like the thing that started at least the photography portion and I guess that love for photography you know always had a love for art but it's just cool seeing that that same bridge also sparked that passion for you as well which is really cool it's a magical
1: place. Yeah yeah I mean it's you know San Francisco has so many iconic views and Golden Gate Bridge obviously is world famous and I think there is, you know, the first time I photographed it, it was it was really special for me too. Yep. <clears throat> so let's let's talk about so you you've built this
0: awesome real life friend group. We we're talking about how it's really difficult to make friends post college, <laughs> post high school, wherever your schooling ended. <clears throat> and it's kind of cool cuz when you get into photography and the Instagram world and you start hitting like these live meetups and things, it's kind of like a second chance. It's like that second chance to make friends again. Because like, it only happens like each time you go <laughs> into a new school, and then post-school, it's just like you're a loner. You have your friends. You might randomly meet a friend here, a buddy here or there, but for the most part, you're into the real world, and everyone kind of has their own thing going. So how have you leveraged social media, Instagram, these different tools to... Build a network of passionate uh, friends who share the same ideals and things as you do.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's, I think that's probably my favorite aspect of Instagram is the fact that it has allowed so many people to just become friends through, you know, through an app. Um, for me, I think it kind of all just happened naturally when I moved to the Bay you know, um, I met David in in person, he's one of the few friends that I have out here that I met like in person and not through Instagram, even though it was through photography, but, um, we would just go out and then maybe we ran into somebody else or we're talking to other people on Instagram and, you know, you're like, Hey, I like your shots. You know, you have, you have cool edits or something like that. And then From there, you end up going out to shoot with them. I think Brian Explores was one of the first guys I did that with, and then it was Kane, you know, and then you start bringing everyone together. Kane has a couple friends that she knows that she brings out, and, you know, before you know it, you have this massive group of just, like, really awesome people, and you're going out and shooting, and, you know, you're connecting on Instagram afterwards and checking out everyone's photos that they have from the same shoot um and I think it all just keeps happening happening naturally and then you take that and you look at it on a uh, like global scale even you know like I feel like for me like I probably have people that I talk to on Instagram in like most every major city so anytime you're traveling you can hit them up to see if they want to meet up and and then you can meet in person and, you know, just from there, it just keeps going and going.
0: Absolutely. It's really cool how you've leveraged these platforms to, to build your network. So <clears throat> with this net- network of guys and, and girls that you now shoot with, dude, it's I feel like every weekend I see you guys on <laughs> IG stories just at it, just out <laughs> roaming running, gassing up, eating, shooting, laughing, just having the times of your lives. What are some of your most favorite memories on road trips that you've had recently?
1: Oh man. <laughs> well, I definitely. For recently was the one we did to Vegas. Um, we decided to drive out to Vegas and back. That was Paul Clark, Colin creates Kane, David and I, and, um, I mean, we were just laughing, having, like, the best time ever. Like, you know those laughs where it actually hurts your face? <laughs> like, I hadn't had one of those in so long, you know. And we were just, you know, just shooting the shit on the on the the roads or just at the hotel. But, yeah, like, when you can take some a group of people that start with something that they're really passionate about and then you turn that into a friendship and then you can continue doing what you are passionate about, like that I don't know. It just speaks volumes, I feel like. And it's really tough to to get that nowadays. And I think with photography, that's like one of the areas where it's happening the most.
0: No, for sure. It's it's really beautiful. When you guys are planning your trips, what does that process look like? Because that's I mean you got five, four, five people. How do you guys set these trips up?
1: I don't know. I mean some of them like are last minute Types of things. And then there's so many people that are going to be interested in going that someone just says, Hey, I have this weekend free. Like, can any of you guys make it? And then whoever can make it will go. And then if two cars are needed, you know, maybe two cars will go. But it's, yeah, we don't really have like a formal process, I guess.
0: Right. I guess I don't mean like a formal process, more or less. (laughs) More or less, like, dude, it makes sense, right? You get a group of guys together, that cuts tons of costs. So, I know a lot of people that do things on their own because they don't necessarily maybe have that friend group and it's expensive. It's lonely. You're driving far by yourself, which, you know, can be dangerous sometimes just driving a nine hour, 13 hour leg somewhere. You're paying for all the gas. You're paying for the food. You're paying for the hotel room, Airbnb, campsite, whatever it may be. You're just taking all the expenses on yourself. I imagine Do you guys just kind of split everything up, split the gas, split the hotel room, everyone just crashes oh, get yeah. in where you fit in and rock your scissors for the beds and yeah. you know where it's just a place <laughs> to lay your head down because we are up at sunrise and out anyways so yeah what does that look like
1: yeah I mean it's definitely all that you know everyone's always down to pitch in for whatever it is we're you know on a hotel tonight looking looking for hotels type of thing yeah everyone's just always down to kind of pitch in and it's more about the experience and. I mean, obviously we're not trying to spend a fortune, but you know, if, if, if we need to spend a little extra for something that's going to make the trip a lot better, then, then we'll go ahead and do that too.
0: That's awesome. You guys, it's kind of cool too. You save your money up rather than going out and partying and doing silly things that you really don't care about anyways. And then yeah. when the trip comes up, you're ready to rock and roll. Do you ever travel out of the country?
1: I used to a lot more like throughout college and stuff with my family. Um I did like a what was it like a 4 week trip to the Galapagos Islands actually with some of my classmates in in uh, college. Um and then did like a trip to Germany and France um and Greece too, but um since I've been into photography I haven't and I definitely like I just want to go back to all the same places and then all to all these new ones, you know, um, and kind of see them for the first time, like through my lens type of thing where I'm actually looking for, for cool compositions and just chasing good light. Um, so definitely on my list. uh, I I want to get out there.
0: (laughs) So the reason I ask that question is because I know that you haven't been out of the country recently and in shooting that type of stuff, which I think is so cool because everyone's in such a rush to get out of the country to go see all these these, you know, beautiful places. The reality is there's tons of stunning Beautiful places right here in your own hometown, your home state, neighboring states, etc. So I love the fact that you guys are big road trippers. So how many cities do you think you've been to? Like how many how many trips have you guys hit this year?
1: Um, oh man, in terms of cities I've been to, that's, I probably wouldn't even be able to count. Um, I've done like road trips to Chicago and L.A. I've done that a couple of times. Um stopping it you know at like the world's largest thermometer along the way (laughs) like yeah these random little stops um but yeah I mean I don't know there's obviously especially like west coast area and you get into like Arizona and Colorado and Utah like those are some of my favorite all-time places um that I still haven't really gotten to shoot much So I'm trying to to plan a trip there probably, like, early 2019. Um, Yeah, even up north, too, there's just so much. Um, Yeah, like you said, you don't need to, you know, spend a lot of money to go travel the world. Like, there's thousands and thousands of cool places to see, like, right here. Anywhere in the U.S., really, yeah.
0: No, absolutely. What's your favorite place and why?
1: Favorite place to shoot or, or just in general?
0: Just in general.
1: Probably, I won't even just say my uh, my family has a lake house up in Wisconsin um, and I've always just had the best memories there. A cool place you can go and just relax and kind of like de-stress, that probably would be my favorite spot. It's like this little place in Wild Rose, like I don't know less than 500 people live there just like really chill and calm Mm -hmm. um in terms of shooting though that that would be a tough one too um along the coast I feel like even like Big Sur area like those vibes are just insane
0: (laughs) oh yeah love the huge huge fan of the coast man yeah Uh, who are some of your favorite people you've met on the road? I imagine with all your guys' just traveling and road trips with the group of friends that you have, I'm sure you guys have also met lots of cool artists along the way.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. When we were in Valley of Fire, we met these cool guys that had a, a van. I can't remember their names, though, but they they had just recently started Van Life, and it was cool to, to talk to them a bit about the transition and you know obviously that's a huge lifestyle change from what most people do but I I've also realized just anyone that you meet is most likely gonna be super chill <laughs> I, I you never especially if if they're willing to talk to you and they're you know approaching you or you guys just you know if you see someone with the camera for instance like you know they're gonna be really cool <laughs> everyone's always down to to shoot the shit and hear about you know each other's experiences.
0: Oh yeah. And <clears throat> it's cool, like once you're in the game, you just figure anyone with a camera's fair game to just walk up like, what's up? Yep, yep. Exactly. What you shooting? <laughs> you know, yep. like, and then you yep. spit a little knowledge, like, oh nice camera, and they're like, Oh, he knows what
1: he's talking about. Who are you?
0: <laughs> like, what do you yeah. do? It's like I'm into I shoot too. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: man, that's that's love. So what do you do for your day job?
1: Yeah, so I'm a account manager at a public relations agency. That's my yeah, my full time job. We do uh, PR for tech companies.
0: And how's that?
1: It's good, man. I like it a lot. You know, it's a, it's a small agency, so I get to do a lot of different things. You know, whether I'm writing press releases or talking directly to the media or scheduling like a press tour or a press event or something. Um, so it's good. Keeps me awesome.
0: Is that, what, is that what feels, feels the, uh, the photography spending?
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's what allowed me to get all my gear. And then, yeah, all the road trips or just any sort of trip we do, that's what it comes from. Recently, I guess, though, so I've been working more with photography, and that's become more of a sizable side income for me, too.
0: Nice. Where does that income come from?
1: Working with brands, doing sponsored posts, um shooting just photography for photography for clients, my art of visual preset sales, hey hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's been pretty crazy, like I never would have expected that I would be here right now, you know, like it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> life is beautiful
1: it is it seriously is. It's so cool that now, especially like nowadays, you can, I feel like it's a lot easier to take something like a passion like photography and turn it into something full time. Or if you don't want it to be full time, at least something that you can make some side income from. It's it's really unique
0: right now. It's like we're living in the middle of a modern day renaissance to where there's more artists creating all types of art around the world. Paintings, music, <clears throat> photography design all these different things and and people actually being able to to create a sustainable living from it when i was young like that was being an artist wasn't even a question like it wasn't even in the book which is really sad because i feel like i feel like there were people that were blessed to come from families that pushed art and creativity and allowed them to be free in thinking and and growing in that way but i would like to say for the majority of us like It was very suppressed. You know, I was naturally an artist growing up, but it was often, as I got older, got more and more suppressed. And it took being out on my own, my own man to go back and say, hey, no, this is who I am, not this other guy that you guys created. This is who I am. And this is the path that I'm going to take forward. So it's always cool to see other people in their journeys, where they're at, and just seeing how many people are able to just live a good life doing something they're so passionate about.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, and that's one of the best things about social media and the internet is that it gives artists and all these creative people a platform to share their work where that wasn't necessarily the case. Like you're talking about like 15, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, so, yeah, being able to do that I feel like is is huge.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about your body of work. What What makes a photo an Andrew Optics photo graph <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my god that's uh that's a tough question actually um hmm
0: you know cuz every artist has like their style they have their whether it's a theme whether it's a look whether it's an object whether it's a framing like you know every artist has like their signature thing
1: Yeah um <clears throat> I'm trying to think like I I definitely like to keep my page diverse in at least the content. You know, like I want to be able to post beach photos or city photos or I mean, I, you know, I don't want to limit myself. Um, mm-hmm. So I think what ties it together is that how I edit the photos. I like a lot of oranges, turn that yellow all the way down to orange pretty much all the time. Those golden hues. Um, I like to add contrast in the uh, the color curves, and then give it a nice fade too, to. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know if there's one thing. I mean, it's funny because some of my friends will be like, "Oh, that's that's got that optics touch to it." And uh, I don't know. I guess I guess it would just be. You know, I'm, I, a while ago I decided to really focus on quality over quantity. So for for a bit, it made it harder because I would, you know, instead of having like 10 photos to share, I might have like two photos. But you kind of just find that you ended up, you end up putting in the extra work to still get 10 photos to share. But you're, you know, you're just really focusing on the composition or trying to figure out something creative. And one of the things I would always try to do is, go to an area or a, a location where it was heavily photographed and I'd try to come away with something that I had never seen before, you know, that's completely original. So just trying to always take things to, to next step or innovate in some sort of way that would, that would always be my goal.
0: I love it, man. I I think when I look at your page and I see your stuff, I, I feel like you always find unique perspectives and your composition and then the very warm hues and the high contrast i think is like that's like the signature triad of the andrew optics look is you know are those three things with that said what does your process for shooting look like so you guys all pull up to a spot jump out of the car sunsets popping off what's your process like do you already like? Do you know what you are you? Do you ever yeah. have this planned out? Are you are shooting ahead of time? Or are you showing up and running around trying to find an angle? Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I'll definitely like if I have. If if we're planning to go somewhere, I'll I'll, I'll definitely do a bit of research um, and try to get at least something in my head of of something that I want to accomplish from there. But I might do that only for one thing like one photo and then the rest i'm kind of scrambling around um just seeing what what works and what looks good to me at the time yeah i think um i think it really depends but i think some of my favorite shots just come completely unplanned like i've mentioned this before in some of my posts but i think for me like I always love, it's either like the first shot that I take or like the last shot that I take when I'm out. And I think that's because you're just not really thinking much. You're just kind of shooting, you know? And I think that's where some of the magic happens is when it's not planned.
0: Totally agree. There's something very organic about just kind of letting the magic happen around you and just having faith that you're just in the right place at the right time and Watching and just waiting that something's gonna happen, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through like some of the last photos on my feed now and like pretty much none of these were planned out ahead of time except for the uh, Golden Gate between those two trees. That's just like obviously a classic angle, but um, A lot of these other ones weren't really planned. I have a
0: question. So what is that what is that trolley called that everyone shoots
1: uh i think just it's just a california a tr- street trolley yeah
0: how yeah. do you guys get those shots so like <laughs> i'm always because you guys are. i'm looking at it you're i mean i don't know you're probably a ways out with the longer lens possibly but you're i mean you're right in the middle of the street standing on the tracks right
1: yeah yeah i mean uh I'm sure these guys hate us now because you, you, you go out to California Street nowadays and you'll see thing, like right? at least like 10 to 15 people out there shooting like every morning. Um, yeah, for that photo you're looking at now, that dude actually got out and yelled at me. <laughs> he was pissed. <laughs> got to risk it for the biscuit though, right?
0: yeah man it's it's (laughs) you know it's it's really funny i i relate a lot of photography to skateboarding because there was a time when as skateboarders dude we used to thrash the city everyone hated us like they'd see us roll up and they'd instantly come out of their businesses screaming like stay (laughs) off the steps don't grind the rails we're calling the cops and and i almost feel like photography is like becoming the new skateboarder so where they're just like get out of my library get out like go you can't take photos here and uh it's just a bunch of artists you know we're just trying to have a good time and obviously obviously we got to be respectful um but at the same time you know artists you got to break rules sometimes to to make your vision come true you know and to create the stuff that you want to create and you never get anywhere being the nice guy all the time right
1: no no that's very true yeah as long as you know as long as you're respectful at heart and you know you always just aim to be respectful in whatever you're doing like it'll all work out for you but yeah sometimes you got to bend the rules a bit yeah
0: yeah so (laughs) who's your favorite artist right now and why
1: Oh, uh, my favorite. I I probably, yeah, I, I couldn't say that I have one. Um, you can
0: name a few. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, especially when I first moved to the Bay, the big guys that inspired me were Jude Allen, Resch, Mike Myers, Bloch, Gabe Rodriguez. Um, and it's crazy now that I, you know, like I first moved to the Bay, these guys were like huge inspirations to me, and now – you know, I shooting with them all the time or talking to them or talking to them on the phone type of thing. But they're yeah, all of their styles just are crazy good. <laughs> you know, they're masters at what they do.
0: Yep. It's, uh, it's really cool, because it's like a low barrier to entry as far as access. It's like, I hate relating everything to skating, but it's also, I mean, skating, you could show up to a group of guys that were all sponsored, and awesome, and big time guys, and they just respected you, like, oh, what up, dude, like, you're skating, it's cool, like, you may be as good, you may not be as good, but either way, like, cool, roll with us, we're gonna go hit some spots, and feel free, and yeah, photography's really cool like that, to where you think a lot of these guys, oh my gosh, they're so big, they're so known, like you know, I can't wait to be them one day or get to them or meet them. And then you meet them. And the next, you know, you're like, yeah, we're just, it's just one of my boys now. Like, and that's yeah. so, so cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've never, uh, you know, I've never run into a photographer that thinks that they're, you know, too good to talk to you or something like that. You know, like everyone that I met is just super chilled down to earth. They're more than happy to talk to you, share something about photography with you. You know, it's, the community is, is just so welcoming
0: oh yeah what's your what's your vision behind your art that you create or what are you trying to
1: communicate through your photographs that's a good question you know because right? yeah. as an
0: artist we're all we're all trying to communicate something right like isn't that like what being an artist is, is you're kind of communicating things through your creations
1: yeah um I think for me, like a while back, I told myself I wanted to try to either evoke emotion or tell some sort of story through an image, Um, whether that's something that's kind of blatant and obvious or something that can be left open to interpretation. But just, yeah, evoking emotion and inspiring others to get out there and create, I think are probably the biggest points for me.
0: I love it, man. What struggles do you have personally as an artist?
1: That's a good question. I think for me, and probably for a lot of people too, is staying consistently inspired and and f- trying to you know and coming up with original work and continuing to push yourself to that next and next level. Um, I think everyone goes through creative blocks every now and then. Um, so that would probably be a big, you know, a big one for me, especially if you get to a a time in your life where you can't really travel too much or get out, you know, um, I've kind of felt that a bit around the Bay area sometimes, um, being like, Oh, I've, you know, I just shot that last week, you know, can we, can we go somewhere else type of thing? But I think for me, like what, what helps is just to shoot with, with people and shoot with new people like say you know i've shot the golden gate bridge like a thousand times but if i have if somebody new is coming in to san francisco that's a buddy of mine or something like hell yeah i'm I'm gonna go to the golden Gate bridge and show you show you around type of thing and and you never know like that one time could be the time where you all of a sudden get this really cool idea to do something new or find a new angle type of thing but yeah i guess yeah like the making sure you're getting through those creative blocks could be a challenge Um, and then sometimes especially now with the time change just finding time to get out and shoot Um, like for me now I get off work at 530 and it's already dark and it makes you not really want to like go out and shoot I mean obviously you can't catch any sunsets or sunrises um, but it's just kind of adapting and, and uh, trying to remember that it's all about fun, you know? <laughs> like, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself, because in the end, like, this, this should be something that you enjoy doing and, and have fun with.
0: I most definitely agree. You said something about how even though sometimes it gets exhausting shooting the same places, or friends want to go and shoot a place, and you're like, "Hey, I just shot there last weekend. Can we go somewhere else?" But you said that you're always down. You know, if a friend or someone wants to be shown around in San Francisco, you're always game to you know run them through the the spots. And I think, dude, that is beautiful. I think that's that's amazing. It says a lot about your your character. I think as a as a person. I think that creates a lot of good karma for you, you know, when you're out and doing things like, you know, when you do things like that, I'm sure, you know, you go other places and you might meet someone that will show you around and vice versa. And it's also, it's amazing for the culture, like the culture of photography, the culture for creating, the culture for collaborating. It's a great way to just give back to the culture, saying like, hey, I'm not just going to go out and just do everything for myself. I have no problem taking a step back and just being, you know, just showing some people around and having a good time. And I, I think that is, I don't know, that stuck out to me when you said that. And I just, I want to actually thank you for just <laughs> being an awesome person because, you know, if everyone has that same mindset, dude, it just creates a beautiful culture for everyone and we can all keep growing and building and collaborating and having a lot of fun together.
1: Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, I, I feel like I owe so much to the community myself, um, that I just yeah I want to keep the community going and make sure that it's as welcoming to others as it was to me.
0: Do you ever uh, print your work? Are you into physical prints?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, more lately, um, I I just put together with those same people, Kane, Paul, David, and Colin. We we uh, put together a gallery on Sunday. And, uh, so that was a good excuse to get a bunch of stuff printed. And then before that we, we've done one other gallery too, but yeah, like seeing your work printed, I feel like every photographer, every artist should, should definitely do that. Um, you know, it's, it's not very expensive and it really, for me, like changes it from like a photograph to like a piece of art.
0: Absolutely. I think printing It has energy, right? It it, it transforms the space. A a digital print doesn't really do much for you on your computer. But it could definitely bring life to uh, any room, any setting, set a vibe, inspire you, etc. Whatever you're looking for, uh, art can do that. And I think that's really the beauty of printing. And then just the longevity of it. Of having something you can pass down. No offense, it's not. I don't want to go to someone's house and sit on their computer and look at stuff. You know, it's it's no. it's so weird. If you invited me to your home, you're like, hey, you want to you want to open up my computer and look at my photos? I'm like, eh, like I'm okay. But if you're like, hey, <laughs> check out my print book. I'm so I'll be on your coffee. You have to kick me out of your house, dude. I'll be hanging out. <laughs> hey man, toss me a beer. I'm <laughs> I'm chilling, and it's enjoyable yeah. to 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 feel the page, to look at it, to read about it etc so that's awesome man I'm glad you're printing
1: yeah it's um you know it's something that I want to keep doing more and more um, and it's also such a good way to to like compare where you were at at a certain time versus like where you are now type of thing like when I was preparing for the gallery I actually was going through some old prints and I found the same exact like angle that I took like a year and a half ago Versus one that I took recently, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, First of all, I can't believe I printed this old piece. Like, <laughs> Didn't even deserve to be printed, you know? But, yeah, just to see that difference is crazy.
0: That's, and that's the beauty of art. You're always growing. That's why we can't be too hard. You can't be hard on yourself for what you're creating today because it doesn't matter because tomorrow it's yeah. going to be better, and a year from now it's going to be way better, and 10 years from now you're going to look back and laugh at a lot of the stuff you, you put out that you thought was really hot back then.
1: Yep. No, that's true. I mean, in the end though, it all comes down to like if you're having a good time, you're having fun, like that's really all that matters. Absolutely. So
0: this is definitely a, a large outlet for you that, you know, may one day possibly turn into something bigger, maybe even a career.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've yeah, I've I've kind of gone back and forth on on what I wanna do. At this point, I'm I'm really happy with where I am right now. Um, especially being able to work from home gives me a lot more flexibility with photography. Um, but it also allows me to decide like opportunities that I want to take and other ones that I don't want to take, you know, whereas if I was doing that full time, it's something where you almost, especially in the beginning, you have to kind of take everything that comes your way.
0: Oh yeah. And, uh, and sometimes I don't think there's necessarily a bad thing. I had a, so I had the, the pleasure of meeting Gary Vaynerchuk and that was one of the things he talked about was, or no, it wasn't Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm sorry. It was Casey Nysat. Mm-hmm, so Casey mm-hmm. and I were having dinner and he, he basically said he took every single opportunity he possibly could. He shot bar mitzvahs. He shot corporate party. He did everything. But it was through all those opportunities that he started meeting people and then making connections. And then some media guy happened to be at the bar mitzvah and saw him shooting and loved the video and contacted him to do something for his business. And then all of a sudden it just morphed into this career that he now now has, (laughs) you know. And granted, that's a different – he didn't have a job, so it's a little different. But for anyone that's definitely trying to get into it, like you should be obviously taking every opportunity because you just never – even the opportunities that – seems so terrible and miserable you just never know who might be there or what might you know what it might lead to and at the least, you're just getting better at your craft you know
1: exactly yeah
0: and so yeah. i think it's mindset right it's all how we how we perceive things because you can perceive it as uh it's a burden to go do this or it's just like okay cool like i'm gonna go learn and make the best out of this experience
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah, every single opportunity that you do, anytime you're picking up your camera to shoot, like you're getting better. So, oh, yeah. that's that's definitely a good way to think about it, too.
0: Let's talk about life a little bit. Like, what do you think are the keys to living a good life?
1: Mm, going real deep now, huh? <laughs> going deep, baby. Going deep. Um, diving deep. <laughs> no, I, I think definitely uh, focusing on the positive. And what you're grateful for, that's, you know, one of the, the big things for me that helps me live the life that I want to live and the life that I'm living right now. Just being able to make that switch has been huge for me over the past several years. Um, because you can't really change what happens to you a lot of times. You know, sometimes circumstances come up and whatnot, but you can decide how you're going to react to that and how you let it affect you so that would definitely be one of the big things for me prioritizing your health too you know physical mental emotional trying to go to the gym trying to meditate a little bit every day you'll notice you know a huge difference in your life quality from that and then lastly I guess for me would be you know you have to live your own life not a life that someone else wants to live for you, like not like your parent, what your parents want for you or what your significant other, like your boss wants for you. Like it's your life, you know? So you need to shape it how you want it to be.
0: I love it. Mind, mind, body, soul is what I heard, man. You got to have that mental, that mental health, that physical health and that, that soul, that soul is you making sure that you are taking care of whoever you are and, and becoming who you want to become. And so, I love hearing that, man. I I love hearing that you have a good head on your shoulders. It's so important as an artist. It's you know we're such conflicted individuals, (laughs) you know, and so it's really important to to take care of yourself and to love yourself. How do you deal with fear?
1: For me now, I try to kind of face it head on. I used to let it kind of like own me a bit growing up, you know. Like I would really let it affect my actions or it would it would prevent me from doing a lot of different things and I don't know like what kind of clicked but at some point you know I realized that any time that I was facing fear like I always like, I never regretted it and I always felt like so much better after I got through whatever it was so I yeah uh, I just nowadays just try to face it head-on
0: I love it <laughs> I, think, I mean, I, I think there's a number of ways to deal with it, but I think that's like the most abrasive and most effective way for quick results is to just go get over it. If you're afraid of public speaking, go sign up and go teach a photo workshop for free to 40 people. And guess what? You'll probably be fine after that, you know, and uh, and so that's a really good, good outlook on how to deal with with fear. What type of legacy do you hope to leave behind?
1: that's a great question too for me i I think i want to you know leave a positive change on as many lives as possible whether that's you know inspiring people through photography or through creative work or you know just trying to be the best person that i can be and letting others kind of pick up on that i think for me yeah that's that's the legacy that i wish to live behind
0: Let me ask you this. What's something that you have been called to, but you just haven't done? I feel like we all have like one thing. Some of us have multiple things, these callings to where we know we should be doing these things. But for whatever reason, we're just not doing them, whether it's our own internal excuses, whether it's fear, whether it's money, whatever it may be like. I feel like everyone has that thing. Do you have like a thing that you feel like you should be doing or you really want to be doing through your artistic outlet that you're just not really doing right now?
1: Hmm. Something I f- feel like I should be doing.
0: Yeah, whether it has to do with like culture, whether it has to do with politics, whether it has to do with income distribution, whether it has to do with you know the environment there's all there's so many different things and i and i feel like we all naturally have some of these things that we're just drawn to where we want to be warriors and stand up for like what's right or whatever it may be but at the same time we're also timid because it's like you know like who am i to to just jump out and to just you know start taking action on these things
1: yeah no that's yeah that's very true um I'm trying to think, I guess, you know, for me, like my dad, he quit his full-time job and he does, he does charity work full-time now. And for me, like that is like extremely inspiring. And he's one of the, the guys and people I look up to the most. And I, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not really doing any charity work or giving back and you know, that's something that I guess is kind of on always in the back of my mind of, you know, it's not like the money thing necessarily. Like you said, like I could use photography somehow to give back or, you know, do free photo shoots for um, a company or, or whatever it is. Um, just giving back that way is something that I could and, and should be doing, but I guess like yeah. You, you come back to the excuse, like, I'm, um, you know, I'm still trying to make it myself, you know, I'm trying to get myself established and, and whatnot. Um, but I guess, yeah, it could always be an excuse and, uh, you can have that same excuse for your whole life. Um, at some point, I guess, yeah, I just gotta do it, you know? <laughs>
0: mm, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of people feel that way, myself included, you know, I feel called to a few different things and oftentimes A I think a lot of times when you wanna give back to charity, you wanna do something with all the media that we're consumed around, you feel like it has to be like on a large scale. So you feel like giving back in a small way, like doesn't count. But it totally counts. Like it's totally it's dude it's totally just as like you Showing someone around San Francisco is just as much giving back as you know getting together with a group of people to raise a bunch of money. You know, it's just it's just at different scales, right? And so, I think we can all start small. It's just starting is the most important piece because it's starting that leads to the big things down the road. But you don't just start with like we're gonna raise a hundred thousand dollars and donate it to this yeah. place. Like you know, you just gotta start ground floor and just start. You know, giving back, and 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 the other train of thought is giving from abundance. So you said, you know, you may not be in a place financially or this or that to where you might not be able to give back. And I do believe in that. Like, I you shouldn't be giving money if you don't have money. You shouldn't be yeah. giving time if you don't have time. But guess what? If you don't have money but you have time, then go de- then go donate some time somewhere. If you don't have time but you have money, then donate some money somewhere. You don't have time or money, but you have art. Then just donate some art somewhere that needs art. Maybe there's a school that needs prints, you know, to to beautify their hallways or whatever it may be. So there's all types of ways for us to get creative and and find unique ways to to give back to you know our local communities first and foremost. I think that's a great place to start, right? A lot of times people want to donate to this thing in Vietnam or this thing over here, which I don't think there's anything against that, but. You know, there's a lot of people struggling in our own communities, and a lot of different people that you could help in different ways, right in your own neighborhood. And I think that's beautiful, and I think anyone can do that.
1: That yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, couldn't couldn't say it any better than you just said it. Um, especially, you know, you got to start somewhere, and like you said, you're not gonna start with a million dollar fundraiser. Like, yeah, uh, I I really like what you just said. I think the the and- you-
0: the Andrew Optics Foundation will come later in life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's um, awesome. Let's 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 talk about music for a little second. What 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 are you what are you bumping on your playlist?
1: Mm, I like a lot of hip hop, um, lo-fi hip hop, um, tropical I mean, house. What what are
0: some lo-fi hip hop artists?
1: Uh to be honest i don't really know i'll just put on like lo-fi radio and uh-huh. just i don't even know who's playing what but i'll just bump that for like eight hours straight and it just i don't know it puts you in like a nice little groove that's what i like to edit to a lot of times too okay um, yeah G.E.Z. logic those two i like them a lot as well gerald the homie yep, yep. <laughs> young gerald young gerald <laughs> Oh man, yeah. okay.
0: That's awesome. I'm gonna have to check out some lo fi uh music next time I'm editing. I don't I, I know I've heard of Lo Fi, I feel like I've I've heard it before, but it's not necessarily like a genre that I listen to, but Yeah. Uh it's like up and coming. It's a newer genre, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty new. Um yeah, just Google like lo fi hip hop or lo fi on, on YouTube even, just put it in there and yeah, you won't be disappointed. Super How chill. Does...
0: Um, it sounds chill. <laughs> <laughs> how does, uh, how does music influence your art? <clears throat>
1: um, Hmm. It's a good question. I don't know necessarily if it has a huge impact on my photography. I think like more so my mood will, and I guess like music can affect your mood. So yeah, I mean like some days I'm just feeling like hella moody and I'll just go, yeah, I'll just go ham In Lightroom. And then, you know, and then other times I'm feeling, you know, it just can always depend. But I definitely think my mood will will impact at least, like, the moodiness scale of where I'm editing.
0: (laughs) All right. I want to talk about social media a tad bit. So we were talking about (laughs) the keys to living a good life and stuff earlier. Have you ever, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, from the community. We've been doing this for years now. Has Instagram ever affected you in a negative way and if so like how do you how do you deal with some of that pressure and anxiety and stuff that you know a lot of artists experience on the platform these days Mm -hmm. i'm sure you've heard stories too and and other people that have you know gone through things especially in the bay area because i know a lot of guys in the bay area that have you know fall off the face of the earth come back fall off and a lot of it has to do with instagram and their headspace
1: yeah, I think um you know, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves and I've definitely <clears throat> and I've definitely been uh been guilty of that too. You know, just putting pressure on yourself to continually improve and you know, if you're really happy with where you are now, making sure you're at that level type of thing, but I think for me I always go back and remind myself that you know this is like this is a passion this is fun you know I I shouldn't be taking it so seriously and when you get back to that mindset I think that's when you're most creative also and you know that's when your work is the best like when you're not so in your head about you know make quality or numbers or whatever it is but I think yeah, I think a lot of people have um, have had that happen to them, and I I would say the best thing to do is just take a step back and and be like, okay, like why why is this stressing me out, and does it really matter? Type of thing, you know. Um,
0: it's almost yeah. like it's like you get stuck in this fishbowl, and when you're in the fishbowl, you don't really know what's going on, and sometimes you got to take that aerial view, and then you realize like oh, this is just, like, one little piece of, like, the world, and it's really not that important or that big of a deal. And so uh, I think it goes back to, like you were saying, just finding that good, taking care of that mental health and being in a good headspace helps you, A, have a a more authentic and real, like, honest reality, right? Um, Yeah, And... I think that's just really important because it's really easy to get caught up in these vanity things that just are smoke screens and not, they don't really move the needle anywhere. So why, why are, why are people putting so much focus and attention to those areas when the focus and attention should be in the art and the craft and the stories exactly, yeah. and that stuff, you know, not in getting more likes and getting, once you get into that world, it's like, you're not an artist. Like you're just some person trying to game social media.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always thought this, that if you're in it for the likes, like you're inevitably going to be upset, you're never going to be satisfied. You know, it's at that point, it's kind of like a drug, like you hit a certain amount of likes and then that's the bar. You know, if you don't hit that next time, you're going to be sad. And rather than focusing on the quality of like, or not the quality, but just being happy with your work, you know, Mm-hmm. that's 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 definitely what I try to focus on most is just putting out content that I'm happy with and that I'm proud of and then that that's something that you can control you know <laughs> you can't control yeah. likes on on an application you know it's you can control the content that you're putting out and making sure you're proud of it so I think that's probably one of the easiest things to go back on
0: Focus on what you can control and don't be controlled by the things that are out of your control. I love it, man.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it. Uh,
1: Otherwise you're just going to be chasing it nonstop and uh, it'll put you down a bad path real quick.
0: Yeah. It's like trying to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's like, dude, it just doesn't, it's not there. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. All right, brother. Well, dude, I appreciate you so much. We've been chatting now for a little while uh, it's time to end the podcast and you've listened to a few episodes. So you kind of know how this goes, but I'm going to give you the floor to leave the AOV community with some inspiration, leave them with some good positive vibes and just, uh, you know, whatever has been on your heart and whatever you want to (coughs) say to your people, you know, this is your culture. This is your family as well. And whatever you want to tell them, you know, now's the time.
1: Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone that supports me. You guys seriously mean the world to me. Like, I can't believe some of the messages I get and all the support that you guys have given me. And it's, you know, it's pushed me to become a better person, it's pushed me to become a better photographer. And um, you guys have created such an incredible community that I'm so glad that I get to say I'm a part of. And uh, just seriously, so grateful for everything.
0: Andrew Optics, my dude, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I uh, really appreciate it, yeah. This has been awesome.
0: Dope. That's a wrap. Good job, dude. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography filmmaking and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're gonna purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of uh, elsewhere, and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys. Uh, like our podcast, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist, and you should support the artist... Uh, Just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.